I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm alive. Hey, what's going on, peeps? Welcome to... 71 gap sell keenan 71 every time i say the next one it just seems like more and more and higher and higher it blows my mind all right for those of you who are unaware you are now about to watch a real live sales call from a real live sales person at a real company and this person believes that they have a product or service that asg a sales growth company or myself could use so rather than wasting my 15 minutes of of time, well, they pitch me. I say, come on this show and do it live. And if you find a problem that we have, we will buy. If not, you will be critiqued for the whole world to see how not to sell and learn on how to properly sell. So that's what this is all about. Grab your popcorn. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a good one, I believe. And so let me bring in our next contestant. I don't know what we want to call him. Our next seller. Everybody, welcome the man, Mark. Peabody. I get that right, Mark? You did. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on today. Appreciate welcome, it. Welcome, brother. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So tell us, uh, oh, before we get going, we talked briefly before the show and you tell me why you wanted to do this. And I loved your reason. Tell everybody why you're doing this. I, I look at my job and I always want to get better. Like I've read the book about 10 times and I'm always trying to find ways. What can I do differently to get better results for the folks that I support? And I want to be critiqued and told straight away, these are the things that you can improve on, which in turn I will take and then hopefully do my job better to help support the folks that uh, I work with. So it's a learning process for me. Yeah. See, that's what I loved about what you told me, because what I what I heard, what you said, but what I heard, I heard continuous improvement. I heard the desire to get better. I heard vulnerability, like for you to basically say, I want to get better. And now I'm going to come on your show and you're going to tell me in front of everybody how I can get better. That is a, that is the skill set of the successful. So everybody pay attention here. Mark is the kind of person you want to be. Mark is not caught up in, I've been doing this. Sorry, Mark, you got grace. You're roughly my age, right? Mark is not caught up in this bullshit that says, I've been doing this for 30 years and I know what the fuck I'm doing and I don't need to be told, fuck you. Mark is like, I always want to be better. And so I'm going to somebody that can help me be better. And I'm even going to do it in a public setting so the whole world can watch. If you don't know the level of vulnerability and confidence that takes, I don't know what to tell you. So people, go follow Mark on LinkedIn. I don't even know if he creates content, but he should because he's the kind of winner that you want to be following. He's the type of attitude you want to be ha- you want to have and you need. So I'm excited to see how this goes because I've actually, what company are you with, my man? NetSuite, Oracle NetSuite. He's with Oracle NetSuite. And I've been listening to their commercials and I, he hasn't heard them, so I, I won't out them. But their commercials are all uh, price and product centric. And I've been meaning to call these guys because I clearly don't think they have the best sales process in the world. But I could be wrong. So so Mark's going to show me wrong. So Mark, take uh, thank you for coming. I love your vulnerability. I really appreciate it, dog. I think it's dope. You should appreciate be proud of yourself. You should be proud of yourself. All right. So with that said, I'll give you two minutes or a minute and a half, whatever it is, to tell everybody who what your product is and blah, blah, blah. So then we'll jump in. 
Sure. So NetSuite's been around for about 25 years and was the first uh, cloud ERP platform. And it serves companies from mom and pops to startups to companies well over $100 million. And it's NetSuite is a unified platform or data set where all data is one platform. And it helps accounting, finance, and CRM. And, and there's different modules that serves different types of businesses. For example, retailers, wholesalers, manufacturers, service, consulting, project-based companies, and many others. And it's really designed to help them scale to meet their strategic goals. I know that you have goals, and we're going to talk about those here in a little bit. But help them run lean, provide visibility in the business, and ultimately find ways to accelerate revenue, re uh, reduce costs, increase margin, and, and increase net profit. I mean, that's at the end of the day, how do we help move the needle on a financial statement is what our objective is ultimately. All right. So there you go. You've got the floor. Is yours, my man. 15 minutes. See if you can find a problem. Sounds like a deal. So I'd like to start asking just some general uh, questions, just learn a little bit about the business and then drill into specific parts of it and see if there's some areas that, that there's some challenge and we'll find out if the challenges are big or small. And if there's an interest to learn more, you know, we could talk offline. And if not, there's not a real fit, we can uh, politely part ways. How's that sound? Like a plan. Cool. So the first question I always like to ask is, Tell me uh, your goals for the next three to five years. I know you have a vision for the company. And, and what are those goals? I'm curious to hear. Okay. Um, uh, you got me stuck right out of the gate, man. Right out of the gate. So, okay. I'm going to let you choose. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you choose. You can okay. hear my opinion now about that very first question. Yep. Or I can answer it. Assuming it may get you somewhere, and if it gets you somewhere, I'll applaud you. But if it doesn't, I'm going to shred you. Which you want to go the safe route or the risk route? I don't want a safe route. Okay, here we go. All right, so um, the goals for the company: we want to grow over how long? Next three to five years? Yeah, like a three-year. You know, yeah, we I want know, to grow. We I want to you're grow growing every year. Maybe yeah. you want. So we'd, like, we'd like to get. We'd like to break the 10 million mark over the next three years. Okay, that's that's a fair goal. Is yep. there anything from a software system standpoint? Is there would be anything that might hamper that? That's a self-diagnosing question. I have no fucking idea. Like that's have no idea. Okay, but and and that's fair. That's fair. And just out of curiosity, just year over year growth. Just it's it's average. The Kager is about forty percent. Kager is about forty percent, fifty percent year over year. Okay. So from the I research, use that, I use that accounting term just for you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate I got you. So from the research, your company is a publisher. You have, obviously have your books and, and notice now that you're broke a hundred thousand, you have your self-paced online learning and a majority of your business probably is live online or in-person training. Is there any, any other elements of, of your business? From a revenue standpoint. No, I mean, generally speaking, no. So great point. From a line item perspective, we have the books, we have the online training, and we have the, oh, yes, our partner program and our and our, um, our partner program and our, um, our licensing fees. Okay. All right. So you have other revenue streams outside of that. And your partner program is you have folks that are certified going out and, and running their own businesses. Yep. Yep. Okay. And it's a revenue share. Yep. Good job. Wow. Yep. Exactly. 
Okay. Okay. So I'm always curious around, um, you know, we're in the software business. Uh, what software do you use today? Different ones to support your business processes. Okay. So that's not a bad question, Mark, but I gave, I, I gave you one out. I can't give you two outs. Okay. There's, okay. there is a place you play, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, we use a thing called pickle, right? In our sales stack. You don't touch that, right? We use another one called full story in our uh, web analytics. You don't touch that, right? So don't ask questions like what types of software do you use? That is way too broad, man, right? So bring it home, like set the tone in the very beginning about where you play so you can go find a problem where I play quickly. So it goes back to what I was saying before. When you said, what are your corporate goals? I'm thinking, I don't have time for this shit. This is, this is a, a, at the most or at the least an accounting um, software application. And maybe that includes things that surround inventory management um, and other things. That I can't see why what, talking about my future three to five year goals is germane in any way, shape or form to why, why I as a buyer took 15 minutes to get on this call. Right? Yeah. So I just, I don't do that. Like, don't do that. Going all the way back to this and say, hey, thanks for taking the call today, Ken. Look, can I ask a few questions about what's going on inside your accounting world right now? And you're the expert. So go right for problems you think I could be having. Now, I did like what you did with the breaking down my business. I did like that, right? So as an expert, I'm hoping that you might understand how my business with licensing fees and consulting services and book revenue and online revenue could all affect how I account for that information, how I track it, how I do my tax. Like, I was hoping you might know some shit I don't know in that area. But right now, you've got me thinking about a five-year plan, which I cannot connect to how you're going to help me with that. Then you've now you've got me asking about my entire tech stack against my entire company, which I can't get my arms around. So, so bring it into your world. Bring it into the places that matter. Now, if you do that in its extensions, then take me out after. But don't start out and try to bring me in. Start in and try to get me out. Fair enough. Okay. So ask that question again. Yep. Well, it, it, everyone thinks that NetSuite, yeah, it's an accounting platform. Okay. But um, it also, to your point, it does inventory SCRM, and there, there, there's a lot of others. So within, I, I want to talk about the biggest part of your business. Okay. The biggest part of your business is consulting, correct? Yes. That's the biggest. And and that's where you're generating the most revenue. Would you consider your consulting business for live online or in-person training as a project? That's an interesting question. That's a great question. How would you, that's a great question. I don't know. How would you define a project? A project has a beginning and an end, and, and I'm going to make some assumptions here and, you know, fill in the gaps where... where no, ask questions. Don't make assumptions. Ask questions. Get valid. These are called validating questions from the book, so ask them. That's perfectly fine. It, it has a design phase? Um, okay. No, no, but not a, no, not a design. Because we make a recommendation, and then everything we, re we recommend, we execute on. So it's not a design phase, So, but these are good questions. Keep going. Well, you're going into a discovery, and then you're deciding and working with your customer around what 
the delivery portion of it is going to be, what is the content? What are we training on? I think of that as part of the design phase. It's already built. It's already built. I see where you're going and I like your question, but it's already built, right? So we go in and say, you're going to take our, our online, I'm sorry, you're going to go in, you can take our in-person training. Great. This is what it is. Like it's already nailed. So when they sign with us, they finally sign and agree to pay and, 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 and buy. Yeah. They get the pre-built. So there's not really designing involved. No, but keep going. There's a lot of other so stuff. There's I think. a customization to, to um, uh, basically tailor make that towards. One, there is. There is. There's one, it's small, but there is one piece. We customize a role play segment for the training. Every mm. training gets its own role play. That takes maybe two and three back and forths. And we manage it through Monday and it takes maybe two or three hours max. So, so there is that piece. But other than that, no customization. Good question. Okay. So when I, when I think of a, a project, I, I think about you're giving – your, your customer price and a statement of work. And within that, you have to estimate labor and materials and, and anything else that might go into All that. Right. So on our consulting side, yeah, I guess on our consulting side, we, we, we do do that. So yeah, there's no materials, right? There's in the labor. Yeah. There's that one person, but our labor fee. Yeah. Okay. So maybe kind of not a very complex project, but on the consulting side, you could call it that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going down a path and we'll, we'll no, see. You're, doing, you're asking good questions. You're asking good questions. All right. So is it a fixed fee or is it time and materials? Fixed. Okay. And in what you do, just describe the elements. I mean, you have, you might have multiple uh, delivery phases. You might go on site and, and do some training. There could be some follow-on and so on and so forth. And you have uh, resources appended to that, I would assume. All right. So, so <coughs> Steve, I like the fact you're asking questions. I hope you learn from this. Never assume. Just ask the questions to get the information. This is helping. So on the training side, no, it's pretty bundled. Even though it's a service and someone has to perform it, it's pretty bundled. It's pretty packaged up. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't call it a project no more than I'd call going to a car wash a project, right? That person washes my car and they're done. So, um, and there's a set timeline. We command it's over two or three days, a one day total. And then you have your retention packages behind it, which could last about two months, but it's all very packaged, scheduled days and done. But if you call that a project, that could be interesting. The other side is the consulting. That is also a fixed price, but that's monthly. So let's say we agree to a six month consulting project. And within that, there are things we're going to do. And there are statements of work and there's our, I don't call them stages, but there are deliverables for lack of a better word sure. um, that are not attached to the accounting and not attached to the price that, you know what I'm saying? And in many cases, they're managed separately, either by myself, if I'm out there or one of our other fractional CROs, they manage that stuff to themselves with the customer, not attached to any payment or anything. Okay. And when you're managing a consulting gig or um, or or even a uh, delivery of your service, how do you manage that? How do you uh, how does everybody know what the current status is, next steps, milestones, resources needed? Uh, do you have a budget for them? Are there change orders? How do you bill for all those things? I mean, how do you track all that? That can be kind of complex. Okay, so notice, note, so interesting question, but notice, remember, I tell this to people all the time: you got to listen. We don't got a bill for anything because it's fixed monthly. It's a monthly fee. So there's no deliverables attached okay. 
to the fees. Remember I said that before. So yeah. this is a big lesson I'm sharing with you. I like the questions, but I say this to salespeople all the time. You really got to have your ears on because when you ask a question, someone's already answered. It's frustrating. You're like, this person's not listening to me. They're trying to sell me. So, so from that perspective, there isn't anything attached. Outside of that attachment, um, <clears throat> I we probably could get better at, at, at um, managing what's going on out on site, but primarily it's with the client. And as long as the client knows and the client's handling it and they're working it together, we built something called the GSIT, Goal Strategy Initiative Tactics Document. That's the plan. They're meeting weekly, um, several times a week. Like it's all self, self entangled or whatever the word is I'm looking for. So and it doesn't really tie back to the accounting, right? Like there are no deliverables the organization needs to know. Like Brady back here, I, she's going to laugh when I say this. She would, I'm sure she would love to know what's going on every day in all of our account, consulting accounts, but it'd be overwhelming for us. So we trust that either I'm doing it or our fractional CROs do it, and they know what's going on, and the customer is happy, and everything is moving forward. The organization itself, from an operational perspective, doesn't really need to know because okay. it's not attached to billing. We just bill at the end of the month, and if the customer's pissed, they're not going to pay, and they would have told us before that. So. Hope that helps you. Helps you. Yeah, it does. And, and I'll tell you where I'm trying to go and, and trying to reach to is when I'm speaking with uh, prospective customers who are either project based or service based, consulting based. Profit is measuring their profit per engagement is extremely important. And measuring. No, I understand. I knew exactly where you were going. Okay. Yeah, because you have lots of people out there. You have materials out there. So the idea, if I'm not managing properly, if I'm not, um, if I'm not building a plan and incorporating the, all the different salaries and the time, and especially if it's T and E, and now I have to make sure I'm not overspending and then my profit yeah. gets squeezed. I my profit doesn't get fucked like that. It it doesn't. Uh oh, Ray's sending me a note. Maybe I'm missing something. No, I'm I'm just trying to understand. Is there um, any? from a utilization or billing or something, is there some no. kind of leakage where either no. profit is being compromised or revenue no. is being compromised? Nope. And it's a great question. I love where you went, but no. The way mm -hmm. my customer, my business is up, there's no leakage from a project perspective. And as far as managing all the tasks for the clients outside of accounting, we do that in Monday. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. It is a standalone. It has no integration. Yeah. yeah. But again, I want everybody paying attention. He asked really good questions. He was look. This is what I like. Even though he didn't find one, he was looking for a problem, and he knew he was trying to find that problem in profitability and poor account, uh, uh, resource management from an accounting perspective. So if I'm running a project and I got six guys on, and this guy gets paid ten bucks an hour, and this one hundred bucks an hour, and I got these um, these um, uh, materials and this inventory, and I don't manage all that properly in the accounting system, I could actually squeeze my profit. Brilliant, like where you're going, but it doesn't affect me. Okay. All right. So in this case, it's it, for, from a service or consulting management standpoint, um, you've, it sounds like you're pretty buttoned up and, and there's maybe a nuisance here or there, but there's not a real problem where you're actually losing tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, I'm going to throw okay. you a bone. I'm going to throw you a bone because of a good question. I'm going to throw you a bone. Okay. You ready? Here's my bone. Cause you're asking good questions. I like you. It's not, a, it's not costing us anything. Right. However, um, right now, one of the processes that I had to create that I work with our accountant on or my bookkeeper, whatever is we'll close a deal. Right. And we have to track the rev, the, the, for lack of a better word, we're calling it deferred revenue. We have to track that somewhere else. 
So let's say we we sign a contract for $200,000, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to deliver the training first. And we're going to, let's say we're just going to deliver the training first. Well, they'll pay us 50% of that training, right? Mm -hmm. And so that goes into our books when the minute we invoice, right? But we have a contract that's for $250,000, but they're only paying us $75,000 for half of the training piece. Then we have other things coming behind it. I started to realize I don't have a picture of the whole business because I'll see my AR, but I've got four deals that got undelivered services that have money attached to them that doesn't happen for one, two, three months down the road. So I had to go and build an entirely separate spreadsheet. And every once in a while, I got to call my account. I'm like, is this up to date? Because is this what we've got? We're calling it, I don't know if it's the right word, but we're calling it deferred revenue because it's not billed yet and we can't bill for it, but it's signed in the contract. So that's frustrating. So we had to change that process. Well, what's the implication of that? Frustration. Frustration. Not in a single, not in a single um, place for me to see it. And, uh, and she has, and she has to keep a separate, she has to keep a separate spreadsheet, which, in which means if she doesn't update it enough, I have to call and ask her update it. I may not be thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm looking at AR. And I'm like, wait, we got more money than that. That's just AR. What's actually owed to us. So it's just a frustration, but that was the bone I threw to you anyways. That's a frustration. Yeah, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. No, but, uh, but nothing's falling through the cracks from a revenue recognition standpoint. It, I don't it, think it, so. No, not yet. No, that I know. Sure? No, I guess I'm not sure about anything, but we're small, we're small enough that I would see it most likely. <laughs> yeah. It was small enough that I still know about 80% and 90% of where our revenue was all the time. Are you, are you comfortable with that or do you want to know hundred um, percent? Is it that that Delta between hundred percent and 80% is it? Well, to know? Yeah. I, let me rephrase it. I should have said in my head, in my head. So if it's in my head and I'm 80, 90%, I don't find myself running to the accounting software anymore. But it used to be 100%. You see what I'm saying? Any any business owner of a small business will tell you, as you get bigger and bigger, you can't keep it all. And so yeah, I'm sure there'll be some point drop-off point where I'm like, I have no idea how much we got coming in. I Because it's, it's so regular, so much, that you got to go read a report every day. But right now, we're still small enough that you know I usually know it used to be 100%. Now I'm at 80, 90. So I'm sure it'll drop to 70 or 60. In my head. That's the key point. In my head. So I have to go. I got to you know, get up in the morning, go into QuickBooks and be like, okay, what's our AR? What is our deferred? You know, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> okay. So from a billing standpoint, you know, another area that I always look at where there's leakage is, is everything being billed for? And the other thing is, is it ever being billed late for certain reasons? Maybe lack of visibility, right? So does that hamper your cash flow? So you could potentially have two. I generally see two problems. One is that uh, time and materials. Uh, and just ask the question. You did just just here's a, here's a tip. Everybody pay attention to another tip. So just ask the question mark. Don't tell me the story. That was a very good question. Let me answer it, and then you can describe or explain. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Just just ask the question. So have I ever? Um, yes, we have been late with billing. Um, why is not that? that often? Um, and we built a process to fix it. Um, and I don't think we have been late in a while to build something. Now, all that being said, I'm sure this process in the background is somewhat manual. So if we hit our goals, I'm pretty sure we're going to start 
I'm not, I'm not convinced that that process, which I don't know what it is, um, could begin to show cracks. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always look at, are, are, there's two problems I see. Do uh, hours, materials, or whatever uh, not accounted for in the billing? And it sounds like you already have that. And or does the right hand not know what the hand, left hand is doing where uh, the project management of the services side says, hey, we need to do this invoice, but the right the, the accountant doesn't. And then it, it goes out 10, 20, 30 days out, right? Yeah. And that affects your cash flow. No, that, no, look, that's a great question. That's why I said when you asked, is it, uh, when you asked the question, I said, that's a good question. Just ask the question. So again, you did it again. Do me this favor. Every time you find yourself wanting to say something, turn around and ask a question. So when yeah. I said it doesn't happen that often, then you rather than tell me blah, 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 say, Do, have there, has there ever been a time where the service was completed or the services team didn't know what the, the accounting team didn't know what the services team was doing? Don't tell me the story. Ask me gotcha. the question. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So yes, the answer to that question is, um, again, I don't think we're big enough yet. And Brady is in the middle. She's my VP of operations. And she knows what's going on in the contract. And she knows when I've finished or she knows when one of our um, uh, certified um, fractional CROs is finished. So she sees it coming and she knows it's coming. So I wouldn't say yet, but again... I don't know how long this structure can hold as we get bigger and bigger and have more and more people doing more and more things. I'm sh I, I don't know what the process is, but so I'm not convinced it won't break eventually. They do. Yeah. I, I see companies on, on your side and then I see them after they're all broken. Right. And then they're scrambling to, to get better. So from a billing and, and servicing consulting, it doesn't, it sounds like you've got things pretty tied up pretty well right now. So far, yeah. Again, we don't we don't have a massive AR problem. Um, the few times we forgot to bill someone, we found it. I don't think we've ever missed a billing. Um, generally speaking, as far I don't know if you can help with this, but generally speaking, we've never even had anybody default or not pay us. I think maybe once in the ten years we've been in business, only one person has never paid us. Yeah. Um, our accountant. And controller, she's excellent at staying on top of that stuff. So we see AR every single week. The whole team sees it. And rarely does anything get into 60 days um, or past 60 days, I should say. Yeah. Usually it's within 30. And so, yeah, I think I think we're doing pretty well so far. Okay. And, and since we're on the uh, topic of accounting, um, you have, how many folks do you have on your finance and accounting team? Two, my tax person and my accountant. I mean, we're not that big. <laughs> are, are, are they external outsourced or are they internal? Uh, no, uh, 1099. Both. <clears throat> okay. So they're. Yeah. So they they're external. Out. They're external. But I mean, I've been working with this, the same, same woman has been doing my bookkeeping and has access to my bank. Rec like <clears throat> technically she's not W2, but she's 1099. Like she's part of the company like okay and she, then she, 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 could, she could call she could go into my bank account tomorrow and take out all my money <laughs> okay. yes she's she's embedded she is okay. embedded mm -hmm. what i did okay um what what i was looking for i was i was going to go down if if they were internal is then there's a, a number of areas where uh things 
things fall through the cracks, but obviously since you're outsourcing that and then they're billing you for their hours. Um, I want to go into an area. I'm taking a risk here. I can tell you no that. Risk. No risk. I want to talk about sales for, for uh, a moment. How many W2 salespeople do you have? None. We got rid of them all. None. Really? So how do you, I'm curious then, then leads come through to you, to your organization, and do you farm those out? Mm -hmm. How does that work? We have our certified trainer program. So now we are slowly turning ourselves into a full-fledged marketing company. So we have certified trainers mm -hmm. who choose to be part of our, our sales um, certification program. Okay. And when they pass it and become certified, we send the leads directly to them. Okay. And is there any kind of tracking that you do? Do you know, do you know where the lead is? You know, when they're followed up? I mean, yeah, we do it all on, um, on um, Excel. So yes. So we have, look, we have a whole marketing team that, that every Monday we sit down and we look at all the leads we generated. We qualify the leads of certain types. I won't bore you with that, but there's like seven or different types and how many we're getting in each type. And then Based on that, who who they get sent to. So we get certain types that sent to, to certain certified trainers. We get a, what we call hand raises or something like that gets sent to a different type of certified trainer, and then we start tracking that stuff in spreadsheets. And then eventually, when it becomes an opportunity, we start tracking it in Salesforce. Okay. Do I'm assuming you know your your growth has been tremendous over the past uh, 12, 18 months. Do leads fall through the cracks where they don't get followed up with, followed up with in a timely manner? And I always think that that time kills all deals, right? Does, do you do you know? How that would you happens? define how would you define a timely manner? It's up to you to decide what that is. It could be a for some companies it's a day, sometimes mm -hmm. it's a month. That's really um, up to you to decide. So that's but, a great question. I don't. Well, Rachel may know. She runs that division, yeah. right? Um, but I don't have any idea uh, how quickly they get to them and if anything's fallen through the cracks. Um, if it became a problem, I would assume it would bubble up to me, but I couldn't answer that question right now. So when we send it off to the to the rep, um, remember, there's different types. So the hand raisers that we call these people say, hey, we want to buy or we're interested in. I'm pretty sure they get answered pretty quickly. Um, and then they get put into the system. The ones that are people who download a piece of content or, or did something else that are more of an MQL oriented. I couldn't tell you how fast they get back to them. Couldn't tell you. We use HubSpot in case you wonder. Okay. So you really don't know if, if leads are, if, if there's a closed loop system to know that it got, uh, had a final disposition won or lost or, or just, I, I wouldn't know. No. And um, I wouldn't know. Is that important for you to know? Do you, I mean, you can be losing money and you don't know it. Um, let me see. So, ah, hand raises are taken care of instantly with Chili Piper. So, um, <laughs> so that'll come through in a second. So, hand raises are dealt with through Chili Piper. So, the hand raises are the people who fill out a form on our site saying, I want information on training, um, uh, uh, consulting. Keenan SKO, like they're, they're specifically saying we want help with. So those people tracked in, in Chili Piper instantly. So those don't fall through the crack. 
So the only other ones then, um, and they're also tracked in HubSpot. So do I want to know, to be perfectly frank, I don't know that it's my job to know. I have That's Rachel's job. If Rachel comes and tells me that they're falling through, she just said, these folks are hungry. They don't waste time. So I'm, I'm guessing it's not. That's her job. So I like, the, this is an interesting question you just asked. So here's some coaching. Before you ask me if I want to know, you got to remember that I told you I have someone who runs that division. Her name's Rachel May, and that's her job, right? So if she knows, then that's good enough for me because all I have to do is go ask her. Like that is the hardest part of my job as this company has grown is to realize I can't do everything. I can't have my fingers in everything, and I can't expect to, to my team to tell me everything all the time. I got to put really good people in their roles and make sure they get that shit done. And mm-hmm. so the real question you should have asked there was, do you know if the organization is getting that information? And is there a concern Rachel's not? Then I, I, that's a fair point. I can ask her. But when you said to me, don't I want to know? When I look at everything I do, I look at this as the CEO. And so if my people know, then I know. And so you ask me if I want to know personally doesn't help you per se, because they may be doing it all. And I just haven't asked because it's getting done. Okay. Things that I experience is that if if there's not a closed loop system, then there is some kind of leakage, and sometimes they don't even know what the leakage is, and they don't even know how much revenue. Then turn out. that into a question: What symptoms do you think could exist that you could ask a question? So that's great. So I look what I like really like about how you're doing this, Mark, is you're thinking. Okay, you're constantly thinking. Where I think your growth, based on your goal of coming on here. Your growth opportunity, my man, is to take these assumptions or take these experiences you've had in the past and turn them into more diagnosis, right? So, you, you, just, you just keep wanting to tell me. I've seen you. Well, I've seen people come in, and when this has happened, it's because I've ate too much broccoli. Well, how about fucking stop and ask me if I've ate broccoli? Like, just start there. Stop telling me shit, right? And flip it and say, all right, Keenan. And so you should know, right, if there are um, – leakages and what the symptoms of those leakages are and if you can mm-hmm. turn those into questions right so here's a question i might ask and by the way if i'm wrong i'm wrong i might say well have you ever noticed that you're getting a lot of leads but then notice you weren't quite getting the opportunities behind it that could be a sign of leakage i never really thought about it that way do you see what i just did right mm-hmm. there just like get out of the tell me business and trying to to get me to a place and really flip it and try to get me to think about what's going on and use your expertise. Sure. Okay. Okay. A um, couple last areas. Um, reporting. Are, are there reports that either are sparse, non-existent or late that are important for you and your team to make uh, that you're missing to make better decisions about the business, either to take care of opportunities or to mitigate risk. Okay. So I like, again, I like where you're going. Now I gave you a piece of, oh, this is going to be huge learning. Everybody pay attention to what I'm about to do here. Massive learning, massive learning. I like where you're going because you're like, okay, I haven't found two problems. Let me shift and see if I can find another problem. Okay. I like that. And you asked me about this concept of reports. But I gave you a piece of information earlier that you should have leveraged. What did I tell you? Regarding reporting? Yes. Yes. Indirectly, yes. I told you something earlier that would drive this question about reporting. What did I, I tell you? I, I missed it then. I'm sorry. Okay. So where would my reports come from? Well, you've, 
can come from accounting, come from Monday, it can come from from anywhere. Okay. Yep. 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 But specifically, specifically starting with accounting, right? Mm -hmm. Would you want to start with accounting, right? So, sure. Okay. What type of accounting software? What kind of accounting software do I have? QuickBooks. Okay. So I also told you, what else did I tell you I'm using? HubSpot, Pickle, mm-hmm. Um, and Excel. And Excel. So yes. using a lot of Excel. So ask the question now. This is the huge learning. What do you know about my environment that you can solve and you can turn that into a question? What do you think I'm experiencing? Because you have disparate systems and spreadsheets, all your data is in separate in separate areas, and there's no way to merge that that data to produce actionable information. Yeah, but that's a statement. Remember what I told you I to understand do. That. So, but so now are take. You, are yeah. do you are you not getting the information, the total um, view of your business because you have data sitting silos that you can't merge together? Well, you already know the answer to that question. So yes, yes. Okay. Are there reports in, is there data in those data points that you would want in in a single report because of a unified platform that can give it to you instantaneously? And what do you Now you're selling me. Now you're selling me. Okay. So watch what I do. Let's flip this over. Okay. So, all right. So Keenan, let's talk about reports for a second. Okay. How many different reports are you looking at today? It could could be endless. Right. So, but my point is start there, right? What are your top five reports that you need that either are sparse, non-existent? No, 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 no. You're pushing your agenda with those. Maybe you say that are sparse. Don't tell me anything. This okay. is this is this is your biggest opportunity for growth in this. You keep wanting to, to put stuff on me, right? So I've given you enough information. Sparse is your opinion. And my opinion on sparse could be different. And so now you're asking me to self-diagnose what's sparse. Stay in the facts, right? So Keenan, you told me that you have your, um, your, your, your deferred report in Excel. You told me that you have, um, um, uh, you're using QuickBooks. You told me using HubSpot. You told me you can't necessarily see um, if, if, um, leads are being responded to quickly because it's in someone else's hands. So based on this, are you telling me all your reports are in different places? 100%. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay, so how often do you go look at each of these individual reports? That's a good question. When I feel like I'm in trouble. So if if I wake up one night in the middle of the night, I'm like, wait, how many deals do I got? Why hasn't this been happening? I run out and look reports, right? And so, and then you might say, okay, so... When you go to find those reports, what's the confidence they're up to date? Well, not very high because a lot of times I go in there and Excel and then I have to get out of the Excel spreadsheet and I got to call um, Julie, who's my accountant. And I say, Julie, have you updated so-and-so recently? Because I don't know if it's updated. Is this accurate or not? She goes, oh, I'll get back to you. And then uh, she, so she's got to do it. And I'll call Brady. Brady, is, is the books sold up to date? Right? Oh, no, I haven't updated. So I'll go do that. So then, so then I got to wait for those people to update that. Do you see what I'm doing here? Uh, you're asking me questions to get me talking about my own environment. You're not pushing your agenda on me. You just want to, to dig and ask questions to understand my world. 
Stop trying to tell me my world is. Stop trying to, to say, well, I see this other place, so you must have this. Use that, all the expertise that's helping you, but help it to get to my unique situation. Slow down and, and stop trying to put you guys on top of me. Instead, try to figure out what's going on in my world so that you can see if you can put on top of me. So when you finally say it, you're talking in my world, not someone else's. So I'll give you a couple more chances to ask him no questions along these lines. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a tough time here. That's okay. That's okay. All right. So I, I keep going back to, and it's just from what people tell me is reports are late. Do you have reports that are late that you need now versus Okay, now? so ask the question. Don't right? So you take have reports that are late that you need today, but you can't get for days or, or a week. Stop. Just stop right there. Good. To see what I, you, you keep wanting to talk, so just stop. So um no, I don't get late reports. This is probably gonna shine a poor window into me because I don't really ask for them by any time. Most of the reports sit in places and people update them over time and I go to them when I want them. So it's sort of a self-serve environment. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're not late. Are there times where the information that might be in two or more systems that you need to combine into one? No. Ah. Give me an example. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I had to get there on my own, but this is the power of listening, Mark. I would, and I kind of implied it earlier. I would love to have my AR, right? And my deferred revenue in a single place. What would you do with that information? I would, it would, it would make me, it would help me understand the health of the business and what in our cash flow situation, right? Or anticipated cash flow. Right. So it helps me. It would help me make better decisions on, let's say, hiring or investment. So it helps me with things like investment. Should I spend money? Should I not spend money? We have a big opportunity. Could cost six figures. Am I comfortable spending six figures right now? Right. Because I because it's not enough just to look in the bank account. Right. Here's the bank yeah. account that says this. But then I got this much owed to me. But oh, by the way, I got all of this sitting back here that hasn't been billed for yet. That picture helps me make financial decisions. So it's going to reduce risk, financial uh, risk. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. It's going to make my life easier. I don't know if it's enough to get me to buy, but that's heading down the right road. But <laughs> as far as training is concerned and helping you, do you see how asking that question is different than how you were doing it before? Exactly. Right. And, and you remembering what I said, because I gave you some hints and you were so focused on what you heard from other people. You didn't hear me say that I have this account receivables piece and then on a whole other separate document, I've got all of this deferred revenue. I can't see it in one thing. It's not always updated when I wanted it. So I got to get it. Now, look, this may not be anything you can big enough to get me to buy, but it is clearly demonstrating your understanding my world. And it's clearly it should guide you. It should guide you in your questions. It shouldn't be dismissed. Sure. Sure. Um, do you, one last area. Do you do budgeting? Yes. Where do you do budgeting? I made the biggest mistake last year and I didn't do a budget and I'll never do that again. I'm sorry, say that again. I made the biggest mistake I ever made last year and didn't do budgeting and I'll never do it again. Uh, 
what happened as a result of that? We had one of our slower years, slower growth years. Okay. And where do you do your budget? In QuickBooks. Okay. And it's just compare actuals to what your budget is. Mm-hmm. Is there forecasting involved? No. Not at all. No. We do it on the we do it on the sales side from a closing perspective, but not forecasting from a revenue okay. perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you've got that pretty much taken care of. You just have to do it. <clears throat> Is there anything you would want to do differently from a budgeting standpoint that you can't? So wait though. So so watch what I just said. I said I didn't do a budget in the past. I'm mad. You asked me why because we had one of our slower years in comparison. Um, and then you said, what about forecasting? And I said, we don't do that forecasting. We do it from a sales perspective, from a closed deal perspective. And then you said, oh, you've got that handled. I think you missed something. What type of forecast? Yeah. What type of forecast? forecast? Would it be helpful to have a rolling forecast? To compare against actual and budget. Yeah, I don't have a rolling forecast right now at all. At all. And one of the things I don't like inside of QuickBooks is I have, it's very difficult. Either I'm an idiot or it's just very difficult for me to see my year over years, my month over months, my trends. I can't see any of that. So you don't know when there are certain, if you don't know your trends, then then how, how do you monitor your risk? We're very we're we're a very profitable company, and my risk tolerance is higher than most people. I don't take money out. I pay myself in distributions to live my lifestyle, but that's it. So I don't take out huge swaths of money. So, generally speaking, there's depending on how you define risk. There's no risk from a cash flow perspective, right? And okay. and on top of it all, we have a fairly large line of credit behind it. So if all of a sudden I woke up one day and I was, Ooh, where the fuck did it all go? Which would first be like, whoa, something happened. I still have sizable cash. So. So, so probably from a Harvard finance person, probably not running the business that well, but as far as perceived risk, there's not a whole lot of risk. The value to me on this is understanding what's coming and allowing me to make better decisions or help the team understand and, and move money or make investments or pull back on investments earlier. So it just allowed me to run the business better, which actually is more I talked about. I like this idea. So there, so there is ultimate biz, ultimate benefit from the standpoint of looking at your rolling forecast and, and, and understanding a better position where you should invest and where you should invest. And when you can, you can take advantage of that opportunity, which maybe today you cannot because you don't have that line of sight. Yep. And that opportunity could be $500 million, who knows? Could be investing in new employee. It could be, you know, look, because my risk tolerance is so high, I just decide to something and do it and figure it out. Right. But that's probably not the best way to continue to run this business. That's your comfort zone today. That's my comfort zone today. Yeah. But I would like to see, like, I couldn't tell you, like, literally, I could not tell you what we're going to do every year until we get to the end of the year. I, you know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. I just, it's just, I'm like, all right, well, we did this this quarter, but on track, what I expected. And, but I, I just don't have visibility from a revenue forecast perspective and uh, based on past trends. And I don't know, how, I don't even know how you manage the, 
how you even build the forecast. So I, I, I don't any clue from a revenue perspective. Okay. Let's tie back something that uh, I asked earlier. By I asked you about what your three to five year plan was. This can tie into that three to five year plan. Oh, and yeah. By having a better idea of what is going on financially. Oh, you did it again. Did it again. Did it, Mark, your goal was to get coached. I'm going to fucking coach you. You did it again. Stop telling me, man. So okay. take that thought you had and turn it into a question. Okay. By being able to forecast, would it increase your chances of meeting your goals moving forward? And yeah. grow the business faster. Yes. Okay. Yes. But that, yes, yes. But I want you to try one more time and I want you to address it from a current state problem perspective. What is gap selling all about finding first and foremost? Where you are today. Yeah. But, but where with what I'm in today, the problem, Mark, the problem. The problem so, is, is that you cannot, you don't forecast. As so ask a question, budget. ask a question now. Turn that into a question. So you went to, if you went to, because you can't, you won't be able to. That's moved me to future state. Ground me in my, ground me in a belief system now. Currently, what you're telling me is that you cannot forecast today in order to make uh, investments that you want to make, but you're not sure that you can right now. Yes. Yes. No, keep going. So now tie it to the five-year plan. Tie it to the five-year plan. Sure. And by having that ability. No, you just did right there. Right there. I want you to go back and watch this video because I want to see what you do. You said by having that ability, you've just moved me into solution mode and trying to get me to buy. You didn't anchor me in the most important piece to change, which is so Keenan, understand this. Is there a concern that as you grow, if you don't have this visibility, it could impede your ability to hit your growth goals? Do you see the difference in those two yes. questions, Mark? Yes. As a discovery person, you have to learn how to anchor me in my problem, not anchor me in a solution. When you anchor me in a solution, it's like a weed with no roots. It can grow, but it gets plucked really easy. And that's why you lose deals in the 11th hour because you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see how if I join this multi-level marketing company, I could be a billionaire. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But then when it comes time to actually making the decision, I'm like, you know what? I I'm doing fucking fine. I don't need this bullshit. And I'm out, right? You didn't get me to be like, look, if I don't do this multi-level marketing, I'm dead. And the reason you do that is because I have no fucking money. I can't do this. I can't do that. My life sucks. Maybe I'll give this a try, right? You, you haven't got me rooted in anything. So this is key, Mark. And you keep doing this. You keep trying to get me to buy a future vision before you've gotten me to say, I have a problem. Got it. That's fair. That's your biggest, through this whole entire thing, that is your biggest growth opportunity, my man. So if I'm you, I am going to keep asking, because here, here's what I like about working with you today. I knew this was going to be a good one. You have all the business acumen and you have all the industry knowledge and you have all of the um, understanding about the environments that these people live. Because you keep saying, we've seen other customers, we've did it but I want you to take that and I want you to learn to use that as a guide to ask questions to find, about, find out about me. Because what you're doing instead is you're just trying to tell me why I should buy, right? 
in the in the disguise of a discovery. You ask a couple of discovery questions, and you start saying, so, oh, okay, so you said it. So wouldn't it be good if you could? And we can make this happen. And, and if you had this, right? No, no, no. Come back and make me dig through my own shit, right? And then say, okay, so what I've heard is, then you can start telling me. Does that make sense? Yep. No, that's this is exactly why I had raised my hand to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, so this was good. So um, was it helpful to you? Huge. Huge. Okay. Yeah. Go back and listen and take notes and, and start reframing on what I ask and how I ask it. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't know exactly what it was. It was around the 50 minute mark per yeah. se. Go. And I want you to find that one piece. When I go, wait, go back and listen right now. And I want you to hear it. And if you do hear it, I even want you to send me a note and tell me what you heard. Because And I hope everybody here listening heard it too. You had asked a question. I explained my situation. And then the next one should have been more about my situation. And then you said, but no, if you had the ability to, you, 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 oh, you were right there. And I want you to hear that because you did that a lot. Okay. Got it. All right. So with that, um, look, I... I Brady, while I wrap up, you tell me if it makes sense for us to talk to Mark. I, I, I know that there are probably some areas that we could do things better. I don't know if they are worth the effort of changing. I don't know if they're worth paying more. I'm assuming I'd have to pay more. So I don't know that. Um, but I do know that going into 2024, we really we made some massive investments in 2023 that we expect to pay in 2024. So we expect a big growth year, maybe probably 100%. Not, yeah, probably eh, a little less than 100% growth. Um, and so we may need something better than what we have. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, so I, I don't know if you think it's worth having a conversation with the Brady, myself and my accountant, or it is. You didn't completely get me there on this call, but I do know that I'd like better visibility. And I don't know if I can... can I might be able to get that visibility in QuickBooks for all I know right now. I, I know that reporting sucked and put on some third-party shit that I played with for a while. It was awful. Um, um, okay, so Brady said on the fence. I, oh, she just said she's on the fence. She does miss a better ERP, but she thinks it might be a 2025 initiative. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I think going back and have having the ability – what your problem was from a forecasting standpoint and not having all that data in one place could hamper your growth plans. You said that it could. All right. All right. I'll give you 30 minutes with Brady and anybody else you want. So reach out to her. If you don't know her email, reach out to her on um, LinkedIn, Brady DeLong. Um, Give us, and we'll give you 30 minutes, not an hour, not an hour and a half. We'll give you 30 minutes to get there quick and use all this you learned right here. Um, if you want me and my accountant on it as well, that's fine. If you don't think so, that's fine too. And we'll see if it makes sense. Now, remember what I'm going to need to make this decision and Brady as well is, is it worth the change? Everybody listen here too. It's not just about the money. It's a lot of fucking effort to move from one accounting system to another accounting system with all the data and everything. So I don't, I don't want that hassle. I do not want that hassle. So that hassle had better be worth what I'm getting on the other side. If it's not worth what I'm getting on the other side, I ain't moving. And then the second one is, um, uh, is worth the money. Is what I'm getting worth the money? So I'm, gonna be, I'm assuming I'm going to end up paying more than QuickBooks. So is it worth paying more? 
If you can't cover those two bases, I ain't moving. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, man, this I'm glad you came on. Did you enjoy this? Was it helpful? Was it what meet your expectations? Absolutely. Okay. I, I came away knowing things that I didn't know before. Okay. Um, I learned something. What didn't you like about it? Nothing. <laughs> I like the straight shooter thing. I told you that before we, we came live. Just be straight. Tell me how it is. And uh, I'll take away. And, and it's something for me to work on and, and to get better at what I do. Period. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful. Class. Beautiful. You constantly got to search to get better. I don't ever change that attitude, dog. And I hope everybody listening is just like you. That attitude is going to take you a long – what has taken you a long way, it's only going to keep taking you a longer way. So great job. Brady just said, nice work, Mark. Uh, Jennifer Fino said, I love this. So people appreciate your vulnerability in coming on. I do. I admire you and respect you. Um, I want to know when you're done watching this again and go this – hit me up and let me know what you learned and how it made you feel and what you think you're going to do different. Um, and then let's get together and see if it makes sense for us to switch to you guys. Sounds fair enough. All right, baby. Yes, I got you, my man. I got you. All right, everybody else. Thank you, thank you, thank you for watching another episode of Gap Cell Keenan. This was an interesting one. Like I guess they all are. You know, Mark, for those of you who have watched these before, I hope you saw the difference. Although Mark struggled a little with the actual gap selling discovery piece, he leveraged a lot of things that most people don't leverage or have not leveraged on this on this show before. He was actually leveraging his business acumen and he was actually leveraging his knowledge and understanding of how his customers work and what they've seen. The mistake that he made was taking that information and trying to tell me how to do my business, try to tell me what I should do, or try to imply that if I had XYZ, I'd get XYZ or ABC outcome. He needed to use that information as a guide to uncover my unique, specific environment. So if you're in a situation where you're like, well, we normally see customers who experience why, then don't fucking tell them that. Don't say, hey, are you seeing that? Say, hey, could you walk me through when you do these things, what happens? And then shut up and listen, because they may tell you why. They may tell you why L and M, and you wouldn't have guessed L and M, and that can help you. So you shrink your opportunity to make a sale. When you start laying your perception on top of them, use that as a guide. Use it as a guide to help you get more information out of the buyer. All right. So thank you guys for coming. For those of you who are just seeing this for the first time, a reminder, that was a real sales call with a real salesperson, with a real company, in this case, Oracle NetSuite. And they may kind of have found something that we might a problem we might have that may force us to, or not force us to buy, get us to buy. Time will tell. But if you want to come on Gap Cell Keenan, DM me, hit up Brady DeLong, hit up ASG, hit us up. We'll find you and you can come on. And if you find a problem that we have, we will buy. If not, you're going to get coached. And if nothing else, you'll get better at what you do. So everybody, thank you very much. This was Gap Cell Keenan 71. Until next time, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something.